This is Unleashing Leadership, and I'm your host, Travis Muss, and we are we are at the Red Monsters. We've done the Green Monsters, the Blue Monsters, the Yellow Monsters, and now we're at the Red Monsters. I'm a Red Monster. I've got, well, I have a little Blue Monster too, but I'm predominantly a Red Monster. And um, so this is probably pretty personal for me and from my perspective. So out of all the monsters that I could talk about, this is the one that I can say I'm probably 100% accurate on. The other ones, maybe there's nuances to it and things like that, different perceptions on it. But it, but being predominantly red, again, I have enough balance with blue. I would say like if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd probably be 20 25% blue. I have enough that I really want to understand the data. Um, and a lot of times pure reds, they don't want to understand that at all. They're just, they've, they've got an idea and they're moving forward. I've got a need to really understand data, um, and perspective. However, I'm really good at saying, okay, that's enough. Now we've got to act and we've got to move forward. But, um, so we're going to take red maybe a, a little bit different than some of the other colors, some of the other explanations, just because it's a, it's a, it's a little bit different for me to talk about the red monster. Red is the universal color to signify strength, power, courage, and danger. And we're going to underscore danger. And you're going to find out why as we go through this. The first time I read the book, I knew right away that I was a red. There was no doubt about it. I'm a red. But I also knew I wasn't completely red. Um, because there is a little bit of an anchor on me. And I would say that that's that blue mixed in there. But definitely dominant in the red category. Everybody who read the book says, yep, that's you. Reds are obsessive. But not in the same way that all the other colors are obsessive. Reds are obsessive in the fact that they do not see defeat. They do not lose. They do not see no. They do not see can't. They just see obstacles that for some reason are in their way. That's all they see. Um... They never run out of road. If you're at the end of the road and you're like, there's a roadblock, Red will say, well, fuck that. I'll just go around it. And they will literally go off-roading and just go around it. They will make their own trail. Everybody else is sitting there crying because they can't go anywhere. And the Red says, what's your problem? Let's go. They, <laughs> These obstacles that are in their way, these things that most people would stop them in their tracks, the Red just stomps on it. What's the point of that? We don't need that. There's literally nothing that they look at and say that that's insurmountable. And that's one of the biggest differences between them. And if you've ever dealt with a red or had a red on a team or some kind of, let's say, planning committee or something like that, the mentality is, oh, so you say that people think you can't do that. Well, let's find people who think that they can do that and let's solve the problem. That's the mentality. If you put a red in charge, you are going to get results. They are in many ways natural leaders because they are willing to put themselves out there they don't care if you think they're a fool they don't care if you've got you know those unwritten rules or anything like that they don't care if they try and make a mistake they will put themselves out there because they're on a mission however Reds, I think more so than any other color, and this is again maybe my own introspection, maybe I'm being too hard on myself, but reds need to learn a lot of skills. And described by my deep blue friend and colleague, 
Um, reds are a glowing ember that sometimes burn too hot. Like a blue, a red is a runner. Except unlike a well-paced, steady, marathon-running blue, a red is a supercharged sprinter. It is sprinting always. It doesn't matter if it's running a mile, a 100-yard dash, or five miles. It is sprinting. It will sprint until its legs quit on it or until it dies of a heart attack. It is not going to stop sprinting. It is just a sprinter. That's all it is. The blue, long-distance runner, red, sprinter. If they're really good, they'll sprint a long distance. Or they'll sprint and they'll just, you know, they'll break themselves down, you know, at the 400-meter mark. But either way, they're running, always. They're always looking for a race. If they're not in a race, they're looking for one. If they don't have a challenge, they're looking for a challenge. If, there's, if they're not in a, in a war, they're going to find one to fight. That's what they do. They are driven. They are unflinching. They are committed. There's an intensity in them. That's the ember part. There's an intensity in them. It's burning. But it's also that burn, that intensity, is where they need to learn the most skills. Skills like patience, asking questions, and choosing battles. Because if we want to get the most out of our reds, this is where the danger comes in. The red needs to be very strong in that ideal team player framework that we discussed. Otherwise, you could be dealing with an absolute uncontrollable monster. If the energy that the red brings to every situation is not well grounded it will be destructive there's no question about it if the red isn't strong in humility everything's going to be about them everything and anybody who challenges that will get killed if they are not if if their hunger is inwardly focused if it's about them and not about the mission of the team or the organization it will certainly be a. I mean, they have so much energy, and they are so brave in the way that they kind of attack life. They will take. Um, if they're not smart about people, they will hurt all the people around them. So the first thing that we need is the red to be grounded in the virtues and the framework that we've talked about. We need them grounded. This is why I can't find an argument about the hum humble, hungry, and smart framework, I guess, because I look at myself and I say, without those aspects, there is no way to make sure that somebody's you know, going to be able to work on themselves, to be able to develop those skills of patience, asking questions, and choosing their battles. There's no way to do that if you don't have those virtues. You're not going to be humble enough to do that. You're not going to care enough about what other people think to do that. So you've got to have those really strong virtues. And that opens the red up to learning these skills. And so when you're looking at reds and you're looking at team building and you're looking at maybe you've hired a red or have a red on your team or if you're a red, if you get the wrong red, you're getting a nuclear bomb and it's unstable. But if you get the right red... We're going to talk about that for a second. Where does that go? Because if you get one of those reds on your team, the right red, and you put them in charge, and you support the heck out of them, because they're going to require it, right? They're, they're going to look at everybody and say, okay, I'm here. 
I'm bringing my energy to the table. And they're going to look at the Blues and say, Blues, you provide me data. I need your data. Greens, team support. I need your support. Yellows, let's do some hype. Right? Let's sell this idea to others. You've got data, support, and hype. Matches perfectly. Blue, green, and yellow. So you build a team around them. And what do those guys get in return for this? What does the blue, green, and yellow monster get? That red will take that energy and take that, you know, no die, no defeat, no end of the road mentality, and they will take that team to levels that none of them can even imagine. That is their passion. It's undying. It's unflinching. They will do that. So you have this perfect symbionts. But again, you got to start with the right type of red. Let's talk really quick, though, about leadership. And I'm not talking about red leaders now. I'm just talking about leaders in general. You're in a leadership position. What is your job as a leader? It's to get the right people in the right positions and to avoid micromanaging. You need to let your people do what they do best. You need to remember our episode on empowerment. Right? We don't just put people in a position and say, okay, there you go. Right? Or we don't put people in a position that they don't know how to do and then we micromanage them. No. We put people in a position that they're qualified to do, they're capable of doing, and then we give them boundaries. That's the whole empowerment part. Here's what you're going to be accountable for. And here's how you should operate. Outside of that, you can do whatever you want. Empowerment is not letting people do whatever they want. It's about here's the boundaries and then within that you can do whatever you want. But you got to have the boundary part. So we... That's our job. And then we get out of their way and let them do their thing. So if you are a boss or if you have a red on your team, you lead by finding a way to let the red lead. (laughs) Find something to let the red use. As Remember, they're looking for a race, a challenge, or a war to fight. You need to give it to them. That is their cause, their reason for being. You need to allow them to have that. And they need to have it so that it can go at their pace. If you take a red and you bottle them up, the I promise you the red will smash the bottle. <laughs> <laughs>